Hi, I'm Brett Nelson, and I'm an organizational development and sales coach with a servant heart. And I'm Sue Steinfeld, a certified leadership success coach that takes a holistic approach to being your best. And welcome to My Pivotal Moments podcast, where we are excited to share stories and experiences about those pivotal moments we all have had in our lives, whether it was a moment that caused you to pivot professionally or personally that took you down a completely different path than planned. These pivotal moments are what keep life exciting, challenging, and amazing. So today, we're, uh, we are a pleasure to have with us Bobby Kaler, who is a good friend of mine. Uh, I've been on her podcast before, but she's been a great friend, coach, mentor to me. So welcome to the show today, Bobby. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Right on. Well, maybe give a little bit of a 411, a little bit of an origin story of Bobby and tell a little bit about you. And, uh, and we'll jump in and ask you a little bit about some of your pivots. Perfect. So, well, you mentioned we met through coaching and, and the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching has been part of what I've been doing through no matter what job I've ever had, right? I've just always loved it. And I think when you said origin story, what immediately came to mind was I was the benefactor of an absolute fabulous coach. He was, he was, um, cause I had really bad speech problems when I was a kid, like a, a speech pathologist said, you'll never speak correctly. And so when I was in the eighth grade, I thought, well, I need to take a, a uh, like a public speaking class cause I'm terrified of speaking. And so I did when I was in high school, my freshman year, and my teacher was Mr. Jordan. And I had my first speech and it was awful. It was an absolute train wreck. And he said, Bobby, can you stick around after class? And I'm like, oh my God, I've done so Uh-oh. bad. He's going to tell me not to come back. <laughs> you know. But when, when I stuck around, he's like, because he was the, the coach for the speech and debate team. And he said, have you ever considered joining the speech and debate team? I'm like, were you in the room for that? <laughs> my speech? Because it was awful. And he kind of smiled and he's like, yeah, it wasn't very good. But he goes, you have potential. And he said, with your, with your potential and my coaching and your work ethic, he said, you can become great at this. And I think that's why I fell in love with coaching. And that's when I think about an origin story for, for that's, that's one of them, right, right that's there. That's it. That's it. Right. That's it. And so, and so do you, first of all, do you remember what the speech was? Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> I'm curious though. Okay. Because he said, pick something you're passionate about. And at the yeah. time I was really passionate about muscular dystrophy. Okay. Raising awareness on that, which was great because I was passionate. Mm-hmm. Big problem with some for someone with speech problems. Do you know how many science terms are <laughs> in there? And they're hard to pronounce. Sure. So it was it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Okay. So flash for today, what are you up to these days? And and maybe uh share with us uh you know the 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 context of our podcast really is about those pivotal moments. So maybe what's flash forward today and maybe identify a couple of some of those pivots that have happened along the way. Okay. So what I'm doing today is we are preparing to move. Uh, we moved to Arkansas last year because we wanted to be closer for my dad because he was mm-hmm. getting older and he needed more help. And he moved in with us for a short time and then he passed away. So we're getting ready to move back to our place in Colorado. And professionally, I'm at a place where I think it's maybe spurred by dad's death a little bit when you, cause he was my last remaining parent. Mm -hmm. And then this year I also lost in the last year, I've lost my last remaining aunt, last remaining parent and my last remaining uncle. And I think that that kind of hits a person like, wait a minute, what, uh, what, what, what are you really doing? 
Like, what do you want with the rest of your life? So it's created this real big pause for me. So that's what I'm kind of doing now. I'm getting ready to kind of take a pause and I'm thinking about it as uh, regeneration. Because, you know, like in nature, nature Mm -hmm. regenerates. And I think maybe it's just time to give myself that space. Um, When I think of pivotal moments, though, as I was thinking about the name of your podcast and I was listening to some of the other episodes, one that came for for me, and I think this was this was a life-changing one, was way back when I was 23. Um, I did not go to college right after high school. My parents didn't believe in in, in college. My mom actually wanted me to quit high school, but I didn't. And so I was 23. I was working two jobs, barely keeping my head above water. And I was doing the classic, you know, macaroni salad with tuna fish because it was really cheap and I could have that almost every night, you know. And it was New Year's Eve and I worked my two jobs And I came home to my little apartment and I was sitting on the couch in the dark. And I thought, how in the world did my life end up this way? I was a good student in high school. And I'm like, I'm on a path to nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting there way too fast, way Mm -hmm. too fast. And so I remember asking that question. And the answer that came back to me immediately was that your life is a reflection of the choices that you've made so far. I remember being kind of irritated because <laughs> that's not the answer I wanted. Like I wanted, I wanted there to be someone I could point to and blame, but but there wasn't anyone. Mm-hmm. But as I sat there with that answer, I thought, that's really hopeful. Mm-hmm. Because if that's true, that means I just have to learn how to make better choices. And that set off a whole string of events where I mean, I, I turned my life around. I went on to pay for all my education. I, I got a master's, um, loved it, loved loved everything about it. And it, it it just turned my life around. So that's one of the, the most pivotal moments in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's quite a turnaround. Where do you think? <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm always fascinated with people who have that motivation or that internal spark. So for example, like if your mom's like, oh, I don't really need you to finish high school, but you're like, no, I'm going to do it. Where mm-hmm. do you think that comes from for you? Well, it's interesting because when I think of an internal spark, mm-hmm. my mom was largely responsible for those types of things. She always taught me from a very, very young, my, both parents did, to think for myself. Mm-hmm. The other thing is because I had those bad speech problems, I was six years old when the speech pathologist, he told my mom, she's never going to speak correctly. She will suffer a lifelong disability. Mm. And when he told us that, my mom hugged me and she told me, she's like, we're not going to listen to him. Mm. And she said, you Mm. never let someone else tell you what you can or cannot do. So in this case, it may have backfired on mom. (laughs) I learned that lesson a little too well. (laughs) And so if, so following up on that, then, so you didn't listen to that. And then what did you do again? So flash forward again. So you finished high school, but you're sitting there and you're, you hear this voice in your head, but what was the first moat? What was the first step though? Like, again, you said flash because you you skipped mm-hmm. some stases there. You went from, oh yeah, I had this moment. I'm the sum of my choices. Now, now I have a master's degree. So what was the, maybe like the first couple steps? Cause a lot of times when we're looking at these pivots, it's like big changes, but you see them after the fact, it's like a little oh. left turn. Right. So what, what was the next first thing after that? Real Number one, I remember the next day I went for a drive and it was a beautiful day. And I thought, I have to take more responsibility. Like, I have to stop waiting for someone to come rescue me. That was number one. Number two is I realized I wasn't bringing any any new information. 
I was doing a lot of the same stuff that everyone else was doing around me. And I thought, so to make a big change, I have to find some way to bring in new information. Mm-hmm. And and it took me, I don't know, probably six weeks or so because I was I was looking a lot. Of, oh, the other thing I did is I went to college, the local college, and I said, what will it take? Like how much money? Because I my in at that in that time that time period it was like uh, eighty nine. It was a lot harder to get financial aid, so I I knew I was going to have to pay for it. So I started researching that. But within six weeks or so, I decided I need to move. I was in Southwest Missouri. Okay. And I thought I need to move away from here. I mm-hmm. have to, I have to go someplace else where I'm going to meet different people, new people, and I need to find a way to get a better job because I had some of the best jobs there were. It, it mm-hmm. just it didn't pay enough. Mm-hmm. It was a big move. It was a really big move. It was scary a little bit, but exciting. So was Southwest Missouri that is that home? Was that where like I was just kind of a little bit further from home, but I wasn't living at home? Is that uh, that was I wasn't living at home, mm-hmm. but that's where my parents were. That's where I'd been for the last twelve years. Um, that's where my little sister was. Sure, sure. Yeah, all high school friends. So that was a big deal. So making a big jump. So I mean, that was. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing again. You 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 made a decision. I've got to take responsibility. Get, get smart, went to school, figure out what that's, but then actually had to physically move out of the location to break the the break the cycle or kind of the break break the the mind patterns or what was it? I think a little bit of it was just breaking the the pattern of how I'd been living, but also mm-hmm. I was doing what everyone else was doing in that area. Mm. That like I, I needed to bring in new insight. Like how how do other people live? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, does that make sense? And and I had this I had this thought I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to be an attorney because I was in debate in high school, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I thought well. And I was watching. And you remember? Oh, what was that show? L.A. Law. Remember that? It was so oh, cool. Sure. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, I want to be an attorney. And so I went. I was, but I thought I can't. I can't. I'm not going to become an attorney overnight. So I thought, well, I'm. I can get a job at a law firm, right? That'd be good. I can network. I could meet people. I could kind of get my feet wet. I could see what it was all like. And so I went from this tiny town in Southwest Missouri, 9,000 people. I go into Chicago right. and I'm like, I can go into a law firm. And it was so <laughs> intimidating, like this glass building and they had security guards. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, who the, what the, <laughs> like, what made you think you could do it? But I loved it. And I learned very quickly. That was one of the best moves I made. I didn't want to become an attorney after that because I saw the life that, you know, what they went through and I'm like, oh my goodness. But it was, it was, it was, it was just a great start. It was a great jump. I I like, it seems to me you have this philosophy of go big or go home. (laughs) You know, it's funny, Sue, that you say that because so many people say that to me and I think, oh, I don't know if that's true, but, but I guess, I guess it is kind of because enough people have reflected that back to me. Yeah, there's just this um, this confidence, right? This confidence that you know what you're going to go for is going to work out. I have a lot of trust in myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I, I've been through so much in my life. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why not try? Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can happen? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, I guess that is my come from. Yeah. And I think where I see very, you know, people, it's that resilience. It's yeah. that trust that allows people to take that leap and not right. let 
the fear keep them behind because they're going to trust that they can get out of what situation they can get out of. Right. Right. There's a great, uh, it was a picture I saw in the quote. I don't know who said the quote, but it was a bird. It was a long, like little skinny branch. And the bird was perched at the end of the branch and the branch, you could almost see the branch was like almost moving a little bit. And it said, the bird doesn't take its confidence in the strength of the branch. Mm. It takes its confidence in its ability to fly. Ooh. Nice. I think that's power, right? That's super that's powerful. That's why we work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So then how does that, how do you, that it doesn't, it, I don't say it always works. Cause again, you've had confidence yourself, but then there's times maybe when you can you lose heart or you lose, you lose, you know, like, am I doing the right thing? Cause you made the big jump, you went to the big mm-hmm. city, but how do you stay focused on that? Like versus like turning around and saying, like, do we need to go back? Maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you stay focused on that and keep, keep that confidence? Cause sometimes it'll wane or there's fears that show up or reality sets in. Oh, how do you, how do you keep focused? Right. Well, first of all, I'd say, I think of everything is learning. Right. Because if you think about it as, oh, was it right? Was it wrong? Did I fail? That keeps you stuck because sometimes you're going to make a mistake. You're you're going to you're going to do something that's going to be like, huh, in retrospect, maybe there would have, could have been something better to do. And that's OK, because I learned. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. The other thing, Brett, is really I always think about staying focused on on my progress. So, Brett, I think, you know, this part of my story, Sue, you you, you don't. In 2003, I got really sick. I almost died. I was the one doctor at one time said, you know, only 3% of people who have what you have will experience a full recovery. And my immediate thought was, I need to find those 3% mm-hmm. or the doctors who treated them because that means that someone's got the answer. Mm-hmm. But I remember like the recovery, the recovery, the whole thing took almost 10 years. And during the recovery, there were times where it was so painstaking, the effort, mm-hmm. and they were small steps. And to your point, Brett, when you said, you know, how do you keep going forward? It was staying focused on my progress and not comparing myself to anybody else or to myself prior to getting sick. So a simple example, before getting sick, I was a runner. I'd run eight miles every other day. After I got sick, my very first walk, 18 months into the illness, mm-hmm. my first walk was to the end of a 20-foot driveway. Mm. Uh, on one hand, that could have been incredibly discouraging. And it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. But I realized very quickly, hey, it doesn't matter what I used to be able to do. I have to focus on what I can do today, mm-hmm. what I'm committed to doing today. And if tomorrow, if I can take two more steps, that's a freaking victory, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I had to stay focused on. And I think in coaching a lot of people, I see that too, where it's like, we, we we have this image of where we want to be or we're comparing ourselves to somebody else and that's demotivating. We need to look at what am I doing? What can I control? And notice the progress. Progress is motivating. Mm-hmm. Does that make does that help? Does that make sense? It is. It makes it, a lot. Because it's just little steps, right? It's not always has to be the big monster step. It's the little steps. Yeah. Taken consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a North star that helps guide you? Hmm. Cause even with the little steps, like it's like, I have a kind of true North or a North star. We yeah. talked about with some of our other guests about that. Yeah. Big one for me. Am I, am I leaving 
the place, the person better than I found it. Mm-hmm. You know, am, am I helping? Am I contributing something positive? Mm-hmm. One, I used to do leadership work for uh, high school students and I loved it. This was a long time, like 10 years ago. And one of the kids, his name was Trey. He said, you're a lighthouse of positivity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the best compliment I could ever get in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's how I'm showing up, if I'm showing up with my light, there's nothing more powerful I can do because I think that gives everyone else permission to show up with theirs. And I think that's how we make everything better. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say that's that's probably it right there. Yeah, I love it. So so when you're saying you're approaching a situation or a pivot, you're saying, okay, I've got to figure out how do I make the best of the situation so I'm leaving it better than I found it. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. So maybe talk about maybe some recent pivots, like maybe something, again, we talked about a massive pivot and that gives a lot of, we, we love to hear that because it gives people confidence to make big changes. Again, you're sitting here, two jobs, you know, probably okay, just okay, but something mm-hmm. wasn't right, made a big change, but maybe like little things, little things that you've done maybe over the last couple of years or recent pivots that have, have uh, kind of taken you on a different path. Yeah. God, I think there's probably a lot of pivots. There, there, um, there are. <laughs> there are, right? And sometimes you don't even see them in the moment. That's right. Um, well, I would say that last year, uh, it was in March. And, you know, my dad was 89. Well, he was 88 at the time. And I just had this inkling that he was living with one of my sisters. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I think she's going to need help. Like, I, I could kind of see the writing on the wall a little bit. And so I talked to Rick about it. We were in Colorado. Rick's my husband. And um, I said, I, I want to be in a position to help dad and help my sister, because I think that's going to be necessary. And so we had no plan of ever leaving, ever leaving Colorado. But it was, what, what can we do for dad? And at first we thought, well, maybe we could have him come live with us out in Colorado. But it was too long of a drive. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, well then I guess maybe we'll we'll find a place in Arkansas so we can be closer. And I know that's still moving, but it doesn't seem like as big a pivot because it was completely within the real house. It's like pack up a house, move. Um, so, so that was one. Um, and I think also the, like recently I've made the decision, like, because I have a podcast, I have a podcast, I've had it for three plus years now. And the today number 250 came out. So cool. And I'm like, and it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. I've met fabulous people. And yet there's something inside me that keeps saying, it's time, it's time to take a pause, mm-hmm. right? You've done a lot of good. It's time to take a pause with it and see what's next, you know, see, and that could be what's in the new season and it could be, maybe there's not going to be a new season. Mm-hmm. So that feels, that feels like a pivot for me. Yeah, there's there's so much uh, so much learning for people to take away. What would you say to our listeners in having the confidence to make big or small pivots? Hmm. I think it's really trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, trusting your and this is something I've done a lot of coaching and trust your ability to learn what you need to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. because so many times I've worked with people and they're like, oh, but I don't know how to do it. That's okay if you don't know how to do it, right? You can learn what you need to learn. And I've seen it thousands of times. I mean, thousands of times. So I think that 
is one of the most important things, Mm -hmm. your ability to learn because we all have it. Yeah. I really love when you said it's not about being right or wrong, right? Because then you get stuck. It's about having that continuous learning journey. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, Bobby, this has been awesome. Thank you very so much for being with us today and telling us some of your story. Again, uh, go for those that are, what's the name of your podcast just for our listeners? I know it, but I want you to go ahead and talk a little bit about it because <laughs> they do you. need to go listen to some back. If this, if you're taking a pause through it, that's cool. Do go listen to it though. Maybe a little bit of a pr- plug here and then we'll wrap up. Thank you. It's called uh-huh. Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What, because again, that hearing my origin story and some of the pivots, you can understand why. Mm-hmm. I just think that we have this massive ability to thrive. And sometimes, I don't know if we get in our way, but things can get in our way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can thrive. We yeah. just have to keep going. I love yeah. it. I love it. Thank you for joining us. We enjoy hearing others' pivotal moments and we'd love to hear yours. Feel free to reach out to us on our respective websites or on LinkedIn. We appreciate your support by rating and sharing our podcast with others. Remember, any moment can be pivotal if you keep your mind open to possibilities. Enjoy the journey.